Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite and fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Hello, welcome to our April Fool's episode of Literary Quest. We hope you enjoy our bonus episode this for this episode, we'll be discussing Buttception by Chuck Tingle. This is an After Dark episode. Pretty much all we'll be talking about is sex and cursing. So um, if that's not your jam, perhaps this, this isn't the episode for you. But I'm like 90% sure it's going to be hilarious. So if you like funny things, you should stick around. We have a special guest today. Sydney, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your discovery of Chuck Tingle's books? Well, hello, everyone. Um, I'm Sydney, and I'm Vicki's sister. Uh, I wanted to thank both Vicki and Marissa for having me on today because I am so excited to share my love of sci-fi and fantasy and I guess you could call it love for Chuck Tingle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't get to read nearly as much as I like to because I have two kids and they keep me super busy, but Vicki has been giving me lots of books to go through. <laughs> so, um, but when I heard you guys were doing this After Dark episode, I I definitely wanted to share Chuck Tingle with you guys. Um, a couple of years ago, my friends and I stumbled across these books and we started giving them back and forth as like a, a gag gift and we would do like dramatic readings every time somebody got one. And they are quite, quite interesting. Um, so I've got like a, a decent collection of like four <laughs> books. And um, yeah, so I'm excited and I hope everybody enjoys this as much as I did. <laughs> I bet these are really fun as dramatic, dramatic readings. They really are. I think <laughs> I think they're better when like shared with friends because yeah. some of the lines are just insane. Like... I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. Well, um, we are grateful to have you with us today, Sydney. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I will be introducing our characters and Vicky will be uh, picking up with our plot and then we'll, we'll move on to our memorable moments. This book is divided into four short stories. So I'll introduce our characters uh, based on the short story that they're in. So our first short story is called Anally Yours. Our main characters in this story are Hunter, who is a beautiful masculine unicorn who is also an avid sailor and we have tuck who is a human male who is heartbroken at the beginning of our story after his girlfriend cortos left him and our next story which is called pounded in my butt by my own butt we have kirk who is a hard skeptic and a research assistant at rebel biological labs he doesn't believe in love at first sight and he has a questionable stance on human rights and also in the story, we have Poor Talk, who is Kirk's butt crafted from the butt, brain, and hawk from his butt and brain DNA, and also from hawk DNA and made into a clone. Uh, Poor Talk 
has sexy golden hawk's wings and is also able to sprout a penis. And he knows, or it, he, it knows everything that there is to know about Kirk. In our next story called Pounded in the Butt by my book, Pounded in the Butt by my own butt, we have Buck Trungle, who is a highly successful author of science fiction literature and of the best-selling novel, Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt. And we have Slater, who is a muscular, manly, swaggering, sentient copy of the book, Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt. And finally, we have Pounded by the Gay Unicorn Football Squad. In this book, we have Aaron, who is a human masquerading as a unicorn for the unicorn football team, the Los Angeles Sparkles. We have Dirk, who is a unicorn, Aaron's closest friend on the team. And we also have the team for the Los Angeles Sparkles. This book takes, or these books take place in different, in different locations. Um, we have the first one taking place in San Francisco and the Bahamas. Um, where they, uh, pounded in, pounded by the Gay Unicorn Football Squad. It takes place in Los Angeles, I believe. And then I don't know that it says specific locations for the other books. Does it? The other one is in um, Michigan. No, not Michigan. Oh yeah, Montana. So, yeah, pound, Montana. Yeah, pounded in the butt by my own butt. Or no, pounded in the butt by my book. Pounded in the butt by my own butt. Boy, that's hard to say. It takes place in Billings, Montana. So, Vicky, do you want to take up our plot? <laughs> okay. There are lots of sentences and words that I never thought I'd say before in this. <laughs> so, like Marissa said, it is split into four short stories. The first one is called Emily Yours. This short story opens with our main character, Tuck, walking the docks in San Francisco. He is lamenting his recent breakup when he spots a unicorn. He goes to greet the unicorn who shows him his boat named The Butt and introduces himself as Hunter. They flirt and the unicorn agrees to a date which goes splendidly until Hunter tells him that he is leaving for a year long trip so he might never see him again. Hunter tells Tuck that when he returns they will be together and they profess their love to each other. Hunter leaves on his journey, and while he is away, they exchange erotic letters. In one of the letters, Hunter announces that he has become a billionaire through something with sea glass, bought an island, and wants Tuck to join him. Tuck is spirited away to Hunter's island, and they have passionate and incredibly confusing sex. They live happily ever after. Uh, second story called Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt. It opens with our new main character, Kirk, who is a young researcher at Rubble Biological Labs. Scientists have heard about Tuck and Hunter's island. Hunter was able to make clones and scientists quickly learned how to do the same. Of course, the information is now top secret, both for ed ethical and monetary reasons. Kirk wants to solve the puzzle, but due to ethical complaints, is only able to experiment on himself and his colleagues. They have been unsuccessful in replicating a person perfectly. However, they managed to create a winged talking butt. The butt is their first sentient creature and introduces himself as Kirk's butt, but gets renamed 
core torque. For whatever reason, Kirk takes his butt out to a fancy dinner. Over dinner, they bond and find that they are sexually attracted to each other. Eh, you know, that's normal. <laughs> when they go to have sex, poor Torque magically grows a dick. They also have weird, logistically confusing sex. and But they get to live happily ever after. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so going on to number three. <laughs> pounded in the butt by my book pounded in the butt by my own butt <laughs> this disturbingly titled book starts off with our main character buck trungle an author contemplating the fact that authors don't get as much recognition as they should he is the author of pounded in the butt by my own butt he gets an email from his own book who demands royalties from the sales and merchandise considering he's the book itself. Buck immediately calls his lawyer who advises him to meet with his book and come to agreement on the matter. So he meets with his book who introduces himself as Slater. There is instant attraction. Instead of coming up with a monetary agreement, the book proposes that they be fuck buddies. Buck easily agrees to this. Um, they have less confusing sex. <laughs> But unlike our last two books, there is no happily ever after, and they part ways. The fourth story, pounded by the gay unicorn football squad. This new horror begins with our main character, Aaron, who is a gay football player disguising himself as a unicorn. In recent years, people have moved their focus from hating gays to hating unicorns. They're big mad because they think unicorns have an advantage over humans, especially in sports. Unicorns manage to replace most professional football players. Aaron decides to reveal that he is in fact human with, um, and he has the support of his unicorn teammates. After his shocking revelation, he returns to the locker room. His unicorn te teammates tell him that none of them have ever had sex with a human before and proposition him. Aaron likes the idea. Um, so of course they have an orgy they all profess their love for each other, and they get to live happily ever after in an interspecies polyamorous relationship. So um, those are our four short stories we'll be talking about. Uh, is, there's normally a spoiler warning here, but there's not really anything to spoil. Um, if you don't want to hear us talk about weird unicorn sex um, and book sex, then this is where you should stop. <laughs> but otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> you've made it this far <laughs> why stop now right. <laughs> okay uh, great so did you guys read the bio about chuck tingle in the back of the book no i didn't i i think it's worth a read so do you mind if i read it go for it Okay, because I think he should just be a character in his, like, by himself. <laughs> so it says, Dr. Chuck Tingle is an erotic author, author sorry, and taekwondo grandmaster, almost black belt, from Billings, Montana. After receiving his PhD at DeVry University in holistic massage, Chuck found himself fascinated by all things sensual, leading to his creation of The Tingler, a story so blissfully erotic that it cannot be experienced without eliciting a sharp tingle down the spine. 
Chuck's hobbies include backpacking, checkers, and sport. And sport. Is that where and it ends? And yes. sport. It's all encompassing. That is, yes. And sport. <laughs> I feel like that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like a fun guy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know you could get a PhD from DeVry. Well, that you can. Uh, maybe they are handing out PhDs in massage, holistic massage, though. You can pay them enough and they'll give you a piece of paper saying, yes. Hmm. They, so I am looking up DeVry University. They do have graduate certificates and master's degrees. Healthcare. But it doesn't look like an actual PhD. Mm. Uh, so our author is a liar. Mm. Uh, just very disappointed. <laughs> After reading his stories, I had high hopes for his integrity. Not very supportive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. I wonder if we can find a picture of this guy. Oh no. I wonder what he. Maybe he is the the person featured I think he's the one on the is it actually him on the cover I I don't think so probably not the other books that I have um I think there's like a little cartoon drawing of a person where it has his name I mean the images on the front are so like cut and pasted from like stock photos they <laughs> like, really are <laughs> photoshop 101 the flying butt is just an oval of butt with wings on either side i was so confused by some of his descriptions with that because it like winked and i what is winking it? yeah <laughs> where is the speech coming from I, it's a butt <laughs> How is it digesting food? What is it eating, chewing with? Is this like a, what is that movie where it's a vagina that has teeth in it? It's called teeth. teeth it's yeah. like in teeth. Yeah. Is this what's happening? I'd be afraid to penetrate it if it was like, what? <laughs> I'm struggling with the logistics. <laughs> I've struggled yes. so much with the logistics with this. The only of one. All of the books. The only one I didn't have that as much trouble with was the book one because I could like, <laughs> I don't know. You just picture a book with the, uh, that one for some reason was the easiest for me to imagine, though I wish I'd never had to imagine any of these scenarios, <laughs> but it happened. So here we are. <laughs> I had a hard time with the book. Like, how is it moving? Is it like a, a book man, a man, like a book with legs? Is I, this kind like of, a, I, I don't. Uh. It did have a hand at one point. Oh, it has a penis. Right. <laughs> Where does the penis come from? Does it sprout out of the book? Is it I mean, they, they all had magical penises. Is it like those, you know, those 3D books where it's like you open it up and it's got like a visual, you know, like the thing pops out. Is that what's happening with the penis? You spread the pages and a dick shoots out at you? Like, <laughs> Maybe. How does it work? I mean, he does take off the book jacket, yeah. which... I, I thought was particularly fun. It's like, I took off his book jacket and there he was. And I was like, mm. all right. <laughs> we want to get it damp. 
right. with all of the bodily like, fluids. I was oh. actually concerned about that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, what if the pages rip or something? What, yes. is that? what happens then? Can you get a paper cut from holding on too tightly? I yeah. like how he invites him to take a shower with him after they have, <laughs> you know, all of the, the you know, ropey cum sex. Right. And the book's like, I'm a book. <laughs> well, at least I got that. I can't take showers. because. But like, what is his penis made out of? Is it flesh? Is it cardboard? Is it paper? Can you get a paper cut? Do we have an increased risk for developing or transmitting STDs if we have sex with this? If it's cardboard and it gets wet, does it become a limp phallus? Like what? <laughs> Could you imagine though, if it was like cardboard or like a paper dick or something like that, how horrible like the paper cuts would be on the inside of your ass? Like from that, if that's what the dick was? No. I kept thinking too, that the book's cum would also have to be like tiny paper sperm. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like just lots of little paper cuts. Oh my god. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny though. Um, Chuck uh, kind of like used like some of the troops that we're really used to um, reading, like Insta Love in the first mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And then the wings with the flying. Yes. I was like, oh, wings. It's God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but I thought. I thought about it. Those recurring themes. I thought it was funny how, you know, in the in the book bookish community that we you see a lot of in like book boyfriends, like the unrealistic male characters that are so amazing. And so I think it's funny that in the third story, pounded in my book, whatever the title is, (laughs) it's like a literal book boyfriend. also that one scene in the first book um or the first short story where tuck is reading the letter and comes in his pants Mm -hmm. and again that made me think of some of our books like some of the romance books where it's like i could like reach climax or come just by watching her dance or something like that this is what would actually this is what it would actually be like Mm -hmm. awkward and uncomfortable (laughs) that letter yeah go ahead so that letter was the weirdest it was the weirdest letter it was like super erotic super sexy and then sudden like sudden change to sea glass I'm like what okay that was a shift in tone that was abrupt (laughs) when he was reading the letter and he's like it was so romantic and I was like I I feel like your definition of romantic and mine are very (laughs) different like (laughs) sure saying like oh you know I miss you and I'm looking forward to being with you but I mean this this letter was very explicit (laughs) it was but I mean if it had cut out some of the like really explicitness so it's one of my quotes (laughs) because it was so close to being something romantic (laughs) (laughs) it was so close and then he ruined it at the end Mm -hmm. so when we get to that (laughs) oh man I have to say that the fact that the unicorn became a billionaire off of sea glass, like Vicky has a pretty big sea glass collection. 
Vicky, you need to get on that. Like, start selling your sea glass. It's just an opportunity. Like, <laughs> you got to get that sea glass money. <laughs> oh, no. I would, I, people make jewelry out of it all the time. Yeah. Or pictures, right? There's art. There's sea glass art. I'm not artistic. It would have to be like abstract art. Right. Well, that's what vendors are for. You you collect the sea glass. So you need to start like a, a, a year long sailing trip, first of all. <laughs> uh, and then you find then you find the vendors. Yeah. And then they sell your stuff and you make the bank. Got a plan. Just <laughs> a minute. I mean, Hunter managed to get reach billionaire status really quickly. Right, so I should totally be able to do that. Yeah, if you should, you can. <laughs> I don't know how much sea glass could he have really collected because he wasn't actually gone for a full year. He cut it. He ended up cutting it short because he was became a billionaire before and then bought the island. I like how they mention that he bought the island and basically kicked the other inhabitants off of it. Yes. <laughs> cool and filled think, and filled it with human slaves well not human yes. slaves, unicorn <laughs> slaves <laughs> who've been altered so that they're less intelligent <laughs> soon to be human slaves after they harvest the semen from what um tuck ejaculated right right that's what it said into his unicorn <laughs> butthole oh i don't that- understand it wasn't all of them they were like um the hu- human character was about to come and then the other character goes no not yet you have to do it inside of me why so I don't understand that yeah I don't yeah. I, I also don't understand the like copious amounts of fluid yeah like there was so much description of like ropey saliva uh, or cum or uh, whatever and I was like uh, too, it's too much I don't like I, it of course yeah it was a lot of bodily it was fluids disgusting. like I gagged at one point mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just too I can't remember at what point I was uh, I, I just gagged it was too much it's making my eyes water to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> it is so um was anybody else expecting the unicorn to have like the sparkly ejaculate? I, oh, he should have. He yeah. should have. Mm-hmm. I feel like unicorns would have special semen. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed, to be honest. It yeah. was per- it was pearly. Well, but everybody's was pearly. Yeah, so. they all had pearly, ropey cum. <laughs> I'm so bothered. I don't understand. So there's no lube in any of these stories, but there's anal sex in every story. It's it's always like virgin anal sex too. It's like some guy who's never had any sort of experience with anything taking on like a two foot long dick, like with (laughs) no lube, no prep, just right up there. (laughs) I know. That was, it made me think of before when we've talked about like aggressive anal sex without lube. That's exactly, I was like, no lube at all. Not even spit. No. I know. Nope. Just right in there. 
Yeah. And the fact that the first one with the unicorn was on the beach, I'm sorry, but beach sex is not good. You've got sand and you've got salt water. Like, it's just not a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh. These were not um, enticing sexual encounters. (laughs) No. No. I still don't understand how they're making it work with the unicorns. Like he, yeah. Uh, are they the unit? Like you, horses don't lay on their backs, and then you can't ride a galloping unicorn and have sex with it at the same time. His, I, I pictured like him, like hanging off of right the back end because he said he was like holding on, and then his legs were dangling, right? Yeah. And then the unicorn takes off at a gallop, right? So then it's the the rhythm of the gallop, right, that's causing him to, to like, move or thrust, right? Mm. But, but trying to hold on to the butt end of a galloping horse or unicorn <laughs> just doesn't, doesn't seem like something that he could do. No. It seems like you would fracture your penis if you attempted that. Oh, yeah. Just the jarring motion of the galloping and the... There may be fractures, some ribs. I just I'm, don't. I feel like there would be a you, lot of injuries in these stories. With the lack of lube and the fact yeah. that their dicks are like a foot long. Yeah, yep. a foot long. Where is it, where does it go after? And they're all deep throating these foot long penises. <laughs> yeah, they are. They take like most of the dick in, and then they're like, and then it hit my gag reflex. I'm like, how far down is your gag reflex? Like, <laughs> all the way in the esophagus. Just way down there, way down yonder. <laughs> At least I think in the in the first book he did say he had been like practicing on a banana. A banana, yes. So it was like, <laughs> all right. At least this guy like sort of prepared himself, but nobody else was. No, prepared. they just went for it. Mm-hmm. I guess the enthusiasm is great. I mean, the excitement when you find your unicorn or clone butt lover. Like, why hold back? It's true. <laughs> Just embrace it. <laughs> they found each other. I liked the, um, in the second book, when the the sentient butt appears and um, the, oh, what's, what's his, the character's name in that one? Kirk? Kirk, what's yeah. That? Kirk. And... Like Kirk and his butt are kind of looking at each other, and then the other doctor or like the other research guy that's there is like, "Oh, he was a good wingman, so he like knew when to like help out." I was like, "Oh, yeah. why would you immediately get that vibe from a sentient <laughs> butt?" I just, <laughs> I think it's so narcissistic I guess to fall in love (laughs) with your butt because it's just like you yes 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 sure is (laughs) like it's his own butt and it was his own brain so it was just him falling in love with himself yes Mm -hmm. and and this butt gets his crappy jokes so they're meant for each other they are I like how that comes full circle at the end of the story when the guy thinks that poor talk has abandoned him right <laughs> but it, he just also has a really crappy sense of humor and they laugh 
He was like devastated, but then turned around and there he is. I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) The names, like when he was like, I think your name should be Portark or Portork. I was like, and he was like, yes, that's a sexy, strong, masculine name. I was like, is it? What okay. makes the name sexy? I, What's the deciding factor or criteria in determining that a name is sexy? Huh. Can you th- like, what would you associate with a sexy name? Because there's not a name that I'm like, wow, that's a sexy name. I'm like, oh, that's a sexy person. And their name is. That's true. Yeah. But, I, but poor talk. Pork. I think of portrait. Like I mean, a Star I, Trek name. It is. Yeah. It's interesting how Kirk's like. I guess they need rights. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you've dumbed them down so that they're, I mean, easily malleable, and they don't expect to be. I don't know. Yeah, he was just thinking of the, he was like, oh, the economy would be yeah. quick. I was like, by creating slavery? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we all said this was bad. I did like that the science was, it was almost accurate. It was like science, science. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Now you've lost me. <laughs> like, it's like, you're doing good, doing good, doing bad. <laughs> it's like when they started talking about you know, do uh, having like recombinant DNA by using parts from animals. And I was like, yes, okay, this is like a thing. And they're like, yeah, so we use like this part of this animal, like the this butt, this brain, these wings. I'm like, that's not, that <laughs> but, but all right. I'm thinking too much here for this book. <laughs> I, I had some questions about just like how winged sex works. Like, is it a vigorous beating of the wings when we're attempting, like, the thrusting motion? Because I feel like that would keep you cool, which might be a nice element, you know, if there's some air circulation, so. True. It could be. It could be okay. I think he did say that the thrusting was in beat to the wings moving. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess it would be hard then, because it would have to use its wings, though, to also keep itself at the right level yeah right yeah I mean it 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 certainly speaks to the prowess of the butt that Mm -hmm. it's able to manage all of that aerodynamic stuff (laughs) the physics I mean it's only been a sentient butt for like an hour and it's truly advanced it really is (laughs) I mean, it managed to, how did it like eat, like, how did it cut the steak that it was eating? Like it said it had wine and steak and all these things. And I'm like, how How did did it hold it and stuff like that? Yeah. I pictured a straw in the wine glass. Like I know it wasn't there. I did picture that too. How is it chewing? Where is the food going? Does the food go in the anus? Is this like a jellyfish setup where it's got a single orifice and things only come in and go out of that? I mean, it has to be. Right. And like winking is going to have to be the butthole as well, right? Everything everything is just the butthole. (laughs) 
That's great. Oh, we forgot to talk about the unicorn in the first story signs his letter with a with a with his butt. With his butt. <laughs> like how a lipstick butt. Because like he you'd have to like write, you'd put whatever ink whatever you have on the butt and then you'd have to get the paper there right so like yeah. wouldn't the paper get all kind of folded up yeah it goes up the butt oh. like close See, I, your thought he, around like, it. I thought he like sat on the paper oh okay Maybe. i pictured that happening but then i guess it changes because when i was thinking about it originally i was picturing more like mostly human but with a unicorn head but then later on it has a full like more like horse unicorn body yeah. do they sit well, yeah, right do horses sit i mean do not horses? i'm not a horse sydney you know more about horses i do i mean you can, can train them you can train them to kind of sit down um i've seen donkeys <laughs> sit yeah, but, like, they kind of sit with, like, they don't quite sit like a dog where, like, their whole, like, butt would be on the ground. They normally sit kind of off with, like, both legs going one direction, so they're more, like, on, like, half the side of their butt. But, again, Maybe. we're talking about a unicorn that can sail a boat, so. Maybe it's, maybe it's like a BoJack Horseman type of unicorn. Right. I don't know. But then so, how does it gallop? I don't know. <laughs> so many logistics. I'm just throwing some things out there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, back to the flying butt in the restaurant. I kept thinking about the other patrons who nobody seemed to bat an eye about a flying butt. Yes. But also like... <laughs> You know, most restaurants have like, you know, you need to wear pants. And this is just a butt like <laughs> lying around. So was surprised. Nobody at the <laughs> restaurant didn't have some problem with the fact that there was just being constantly mooned by this sentient butt. Well, it was supposed to be like a muscular, attractive butt. So. Yeah, it's a muscular butt. Maybe people didn't mind it. <laughs> Maybe. That, that makes it better. Was it very? <laughs> that changes everything. That's true. I guess if, as long as it's an attractive butt. <laughs> Keep your ugly butts at home. <laughs> During one of the, one of the, well, I guess it's during the sex scene, Kurt goes from giving, like providing oral to the butt and then to receiving anal and then back to oral. Oh. And that's just, that's not a, you, you don't do that. That's not a, that's, I hope people out there don't do that. Oh, so gross. It's not sad. That's no. not, don't do that or wipe it off first. Yeah. How you get lots of stomach Ugh. viruses and oh, if it's going been to... if it's been in the anus, you need to wipe it off before it goes anywhere else. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> we're back to PSAs. That's our PSA. <laughs> <laughs> if, it has, if 
believe it has been in an anus. <laughs> don't put it in your mouth. Don't put it in your mouth. Don't put it in your vagina. Don't. Don't. I mean, maybe because the butt just existed. You know, he just came into existence. I don't know what kind of, you know, Digestive. bacterial flora he has. Does he... <laughs> didn't get any from as far as we know from its birth out of that egg <laughs> but it did just eat something so yeah i really liked the the lawyer for <laughs> buck trungle who <laughs> said oh this is a very common thing like unfortunately yes it's very common for sentient books to sue for royalties i was like why are there so many sentient books? <laughs> and then he was like, yes, you definitely should meet with him in person. I was like, what lawyer is this? <laughs> like, I'm Without pretty sure. Attorney. Right. I'm pretty sure no lawyer would be like, yes, please go see who's trying to sue you by <laughs> yourself with no representation. That's definitely not going to make things worse. And then he offers all of the royalties to him. Yeah. Right? And the book is like, well, no, what if instead we just have sex? Right. And it's like, is this prostitution? That was my thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm. I mean, these books do make you think, right? We were having a discussion on slavery. Now we're having one on book prostitution. Yes. Right. The books are out there, right? Doing all the work, trying mm -hmm. to get sold and yeah, they're being passed around. So, and they get nothing for it. It's unfair. It book, is. Right. book rights. <laughs> There's no negotiation process though. I think Buck needs like, Buck needs some type of help. We just jump straight from one hundred, like, just take it all. Like what? No. This is not how you negotiate a deal, Buck. Right. I mean, he felt for his book. He had never thought about it from that perspective. And then he felt really bad. He felt a lot of things for his book. <laughs> he did. He felt so much for his book that he had to have sex with it. He did. But the book left him. Although then... That was a nice element. <laughs> 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 Someone's about to buy me, so I'm going to go... Uh, <laughs> thanks. I'll see you around. Been good. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay because Space Raptors, right, was suing yeah. him next. Yes. <laughs> God. Something It'd be funny though if Space Raptors didn't want the same thing. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what he like goes into the offer with. I'll just have sex with you. That'll work. And the book yeah. is no. No. Nope. I want to know more about Buck Trungle's dead wife. <gasps> Borbo? Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> in the bottom of a frozen lake somewhere. Like, what happened? <laughs> you just like... going to drop that and not say anything else? <laughs> I love those just little things. Just like, my poor dead wife at the bottom of the lake. Borbo. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> How did she get there? <laughs> Did you put her there? <laughs> What's the real story, Buck? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Buck. The final story where the uh, main lead, Aaron, uh, 
is passing or is disguising himself as a unicorn somehow he goes to that meeting or that like press conference and gets asked like oh are you really like are you you don't seem like a unicorn are you actually a un or a human and he's like of course i'm a unicorn what are you implying and the reporter um says well you don't have a horn or hooves or a tail <laughs> like all of this stuff and he's like of course i'm a unicorn of course i am it made me think of like superman and how clark kent just puts on glasses <laughs> and is like i don't know who's superman we all know i feel like this just goes back to like what do these unicorns actually look like that you can have a human that can somehow just pass as a unicorn without looking anything like a unicorn there's just, I mean, there's a lot of fluidity with what everything looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, even the unicorn, except Dirk. Dirk is Aaron's trusted unicorn companion. The other unicorns are like, man, I was suspicious. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Well, you didn't have a mane. Well, okay. That's right, the mane. <laughs> And he's like, it must have been really di- like, yeah, my neck is free and there's no hair on it. They might, yeah, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Even the unicorns? I would not. Let's talk about the World Unicorn Football League, though, because I would rather see this than an actual football game. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please replace the football players with unicorns? <laughs> The Super Bowl would be outstanding. It really would be. Or the Horn Bowl. Do they call it the Horn? The Horn. (laughs) I would watch. I'd watch it. And the team names. The LA Sparkles. The something rainbows. Like, okay. I'm down for it. Be like my little pony. And you know, that book brings up discrimination. Yeah, it does. There are all these undertones that mm-hmm. are in these stories. Yes. Very interesting. It does. It does bring up discrimination. It is interesting. You can take even these silly stories that are so very bizarre and have a real world application. Just a sprinkling. We'll just, just, yeah. just pop it in there and yeah. have a giant orgy on top of it. Right. Yes. That orgy was really something, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was um, intense. Mm. <laughs> there was, I, mm, that description of like come leaking out of his ass, mm. not, uh. not something I wanted or needed to read or need to think <laughs> about again after today. <laughs> it's going to haunt you though. <laughs> I have to say, I am both disappointed and happy but unfortunately my paperback copy does not have that fourth story Mm. but after hearing what vicky had to say i'm like you know what maybe it's a good thing i missed out on that one (laughs) and this is another one we're trying to picture is weird so there's in this one he's on all fours like on the ground on all fours and so he's got a unicorn behind him and a unicorn in front of him and just where? Uh, How? Close. Are these like, like mini unicorns then maybe? Like maybe they're all kind of like 
mini horse-sized unicorns because if you have like a you know normal horse-sized unicorn there's not a lot of space yeah i don't i don't know they're not described as miniature no it says at one point he looks up just as an entire team of unicorns he looks up and the the unicorns are all laid out on their backs in a circle just waiting for him to jerk them off. It's like this fits circle jerk in a different oh context. <laughs> oh. Oh gosh. If you're looking for a sweet love story with some spice, this isn't the book for you. No. But if you want to be entertained, yes. yes. This is it. Or slightly traumatized. Right. And that too. It was written better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. I mean, there were some, like, actual decent descriptions. Like, when he was describing the beach. Yeah. And I was like, this sounds pretty. And then, then it, you know, he's hanging off of a unicorn, somehow having sex with it. I don't know. But sounds like a pretty beach. So it was so interesting. <laughs> like, you know, the writing isn't bad at all. Oh. It's just ridiculous. So mm. it would go from, like, serious things, like this nice description of the beach to you know ropes have come yeah (laughs) really quick within like two sentences Mm -hmm. with all of the unicorn sex i don't see how someone's not coming out of it with like a hoof to the face yeah or even like a unicorn getting a hoof to the or even they don't even bring up the horns really yeah i feel like dangerous (laughs) especially in an orgy yes unicorn football too does seem dangerous with the horns yeah like a lot of gouging could happen mm-hmm. what happens if the horn breaks does it grow back it's oh. a good question mm. i mean in in most unicorn lore like the magic of the unicorn is held in their horn so if you cut it the unicorn basically just becomes a regular horse oh. that would be a life-changing injury did y'all have a favorite story of the stories in this one? Oh, I don't. That's it's so hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's very hard to pick. I, I, you know what? I'm going with Pounded in the Butt by my book, Pounded in the Butt by my own butt. That, <laughs> I'll pick that one. <laughs> Oh, oh, that one. What about you? Mm, I'm going to pick anally yours, the first one. Okay. Very intrigued by the idea of unicorn sailing. I think that's amazing. (laughs) All right. Sid, do you have one? Ah, I might just have to go with pounded in the butt by my own butt. Because it's a flying butt. Yeah. It's got golden wings and... Mm -hmm got wings we love those wings eats yeah. and winks and is named poor tark yeah just a I... sexy name right it's a sexy <laughs> name <laughs> it's i they're all so special in their own way it's it's really hard to choose a favorite yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's... i think my favorite quote though came from 
pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my own butt, which was when uh, I think Buck says, unload that self-published jizz onto me. <laughs> what a horrible... Mm. First off, <laughs> so much with that. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it. I don't like them. I I think what I like about it so much is the the self-published book. Like <laughs> the distinction there. Yes. Like the fact that all of these are just, you know, it's Chuck Tingle just doing what he wants and creating these masterpieces is a strong word, but these these books and and I've known, you know, a, a good number of other self-published books that are, you know, have their own special qualities to them. So I think unloading that self-published jizz is pretty amusing. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. My favorite quote also came from that one, from that story. Um, I think it's Buck says this, or, you know, maybe it's a book. One of them says, you mean more to me than just a 50% royalty share. <laughs> How sweet is that? Aww, <laughs> so <sweet>. I love. <laughs> Not enough to keep them together, but it is a thoughtful sentiment. <laughs> the book had work to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lots of good quotes. Um, Did you have a favorite, Vicki? All right. I had, <laughs> dearest Tuck, never before have I felt such a longing in my heart. You are the light in my life, a brilliance that I never knew was possible until now. You cast out the darkness and replace it with a whole new world. At the end of this year, I want you to give yourself to me, wholly and completely, so that I can fuck your brains out. <laughs> <laughs> something really sweet <laughs> <laughs> that, those last couple of words completely changed <laughs> the whole thing unicorns <laughs> ever the romantic <laughs> oh goodness okay does anybody have any <laughs> Anything else they want to share from this book or? I'm glad we all went through this together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was definitely nice knowing that there were other people like struggling. Through <laughs> 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 um, it was certainly an entertaining read. Most definitely. Yes. You guys yeah. will have to read the uh, Helicopter Man one, too, because that is also confusing. <laughs> Next April Fool's. Next yeah. April Recovery Fool's. Time. Oh, there you go. Yep. Just enough time to recover. <laughs> A full year. 
Well, I want to thank you guys for having me on the show. It was uh, or on the podcast because it was it was fun. It was nice to read through the whole thing, knowing other people were there with me, and um, yeah, it was fun to talk about. It was awesome having you on. Yeah, thank you for joining us. All right, so that wraps up our April Fool's episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. Our regular episode this week, which comes out on Tuesday, uh, and we covered The Traitor Queen by Danielle Jensen. And next week, we'll be talking about Kingdom of Shadow and Light by Karen Marie Moaning. So we hope you join us for those episodes as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.